This is December 27th, and this is another edition of Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable rubbing dirt on it than seeing a doctor. I'm guilty of that myself. And you know what? The same goes true for erectile dysfunction. Hey, look, guys. You might think sometimes you maybe had a too many wines. You know, you got stress in your mind or what have it. And that's why, uh, that's why the little guy there isn't up to the task sometimes. But you know what? That's why you need to check out Roman. All right. Because studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Man, it's so much better than going to CVS or to your own doctor and all that stuff to pick up. Just online is such the way to go. But anyways, let, let me get back to telling you about Roman. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. Again, you don't have that awkward uh, wait in line in CVS and they get up there and the lady says, oh, is this your Viagra? Huh? Okay, is this your Roman? You know, what? Forget Viagra. They don't allow you to do this. Go with Roman, all right? Because with Roman, there's no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com. Fill out a brief medical onboarding chat with a doctor and get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Man, that's better than turn around after that lady says that, right? Oh yeah, is this, is this your Roman here? Is this your, is this your uh, erectile dysfunction medicine? And the whole place is just looking at you smirking. Yeah, you don't need to deal with that with Roman. You just go online right now and get checked by the doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle. But with Roman, it's really easy to take care of. So do it right now, alright? For a free online visit, Go to roman.com slash beat. That's roman.com slash beat for a free online visit and use the code Bruins Beat. Well, welcome to another edition of the Bruins Beat here on CLNS Media. And hopefully you had a wonderful Christmas and are still enjoying the holidays and not having to go back to work yet and able to watch some World Juniors and, uh, of course, some Bruins coming up soon. As they'll, uh, they'll get right back into it Thursday night when they host the Devils and then they're up in Buffalo for a big divisional tilt on Saturday. We're going to talk some Bruins, of course, here on the Bruins beat. We're also going to talk about, uh, what is a growing, uh, I don't know if we'll call it a charity yet or we'll get the, de- the definition from, from Kevin Flanagan right now joining me for Boston Sports Desk, but he has a friend who has ALS and of course, as always, the hockey community has rallied around his friend and uh, Kevin, why don't you tell us what you've been doing uh, for your friend? Hey, Murph. Well, thanks for having me. Um, our friend uh, Steve Pick Pickett was diagnosed back in October 2015 with ALS. And uh, being a lifetime friend, uh, we formed the Friends of Pick, which uh, is basically what we've been trying to do is just raise awareness. Um, you know, one of the things we found out, when Pick was diagnosed was the fact that there isn't a cure has to do with uh, lack of funding. And uh-huh. um, there's been, uh, there's been a lot of research going on, but there wasn't a lot of communication between those that have done so. So um, 
I'm not sure if you read the story about Kevin Gosnell. Um, he was uh, a local businessman that was diagnosed, and he ended up starting ALS-1. Okay. And that's, that's been an a organization that's tried to combine all the resources uh, as far as research is concerned. And uh, because of his actions and the actions of many other people, uh, Boston right now is considered the epicenter for ALS research. Uh, we're just trying to spread the word. And, of course, like you said before, the hockey community couldn't have been better in helping us out. That's great. That's great. And I know that you guys are doing, like, uh, videos, right, where you have uh, people kind of send a message to them? Yeah, what we ended up doing is uh, we came up with the idea of just reaching out to a lot of different folks, to be honest with you. And I'll tell you, uh, the most inspiring was uh, the Cafe Martin folks. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Yep. John Martin, who was a cameraman for Nesson, uh, had a uh, vast array of friends, and they reached out to pick like they knew him for 20 years. So wow. we put together a video uh, for Christmas, and it was awesome. I mean, you know, guys from uh, people I've never met before and probably wouldn't recognize uh, at all to, uh, you know, uh, Rick Middleton, uh, Mark Savard, uh, Byron DeSoul, just a, a, a vast amount of people, Keith Folk, they just uh, took their time and, and just wanted to wish pick a, a Merry Christmas. That's great. That's great. And yeah, I know Keith Folk's a huge Bruins fan too, isn't he? Yeah, as a matter of fact, he's now uh, a Bostonian. He works for uh, he works for the Red Sox as a roving instructor. Uh-huh. And he actually lives in Avalon, so he's right next door to the uh, to the Bruins. So. He's a huge sports fan. He's a great guy too. He he actually came down. Both uh, both Keith Stokes and Rick Middleton have just taken time out of their personal lives and come down and either met us for lunch. Keith's uh, come down and played wiffle ball in my backyard for uh, you know, a lot of the small things that we try to do. That just you know, this story it could be anybody. And if you look at the uh, the research. And uh, the fact is, it's one out of seven people could get ALS. It doesn't matter. It's not necessarily genetic. Uh, it, the, the disease strikes anybody. And, uh, you know, our, our buddy was uh, uh, in his 50s. He owned a couple of uh, tool franchises within his life. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's told to get three to five years to live. So and that yeah. could happen to anybody. Yeah, you know, it's so. brutal. Yeah, it's a difficult thing, but, you know, we're trying to make the best of it. And uh, I'll tell you what, he had a ball when he, uh, when he watched the videos we all got together uh, last Sunday. And uh, last Saturday night, I should say, and, uh, and watched it. It was great. Great time. So uh, very appreciative to those who uh, helped out. Well, that's great. That's great. It's good to hear. And uh, you know what? We'll, uh, we'll do our best here at Bruins Beat to uh, support the cause as you go on and uh, keep the good fight going, but let's talk some Bruins here. Uh, Kev, I know you follow them for Boston Sports Desk and, uh, you know, they had a, I guess you'd call it a forgettable last game before the holiday break. I mean, if they, I don't know if they just wanted to give Carolina a, uh, Christmas gift or what, but they did. Uh, <laughs> there were a lot of gifts in that game. Of course, uh, no, most notably from Charlie McAvoy and then from Tuka Rass, but, uh, overall, I feel like, you know, they've weathered the storm through the injuries. Uh, Kevin, I think that, you know, you're getting healthy now and they've got a chance to kind of go on a run here. What, how do you see the, 
you know, the game's going as we turn the calendar year into 2019. Well, I agree with you. I was actually really uh, – I thought they could take a big step back this year only because they had so many young players that stepped up last year and it's so difficult in any uh, major sport to, you know, that sophomore jinx. Uh, it, it happens to more folks than, uh, than it doesn't. But I'll tell you, what I see from this first, well, what are we, uh, third of the way through the season? Um, the, the job that, that Bruce Cassidy has done with this club is phenomenal. And, uh, he is, you know, he's been, I think every, uh, every team takes the, uh, the face of its coach if he's a good one. And they fought through. They've made no excuses. They haven't been good at times, just like you said on Sunday. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, though, as far as I'm concerned, all the forget all the healthy bodies back. Do they make that move for that, you know, the second line winger that we've all talked about for what the last 18 months? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting when you you start to think about what do they need there, and uh, you know, obviously people talk about that second line winger, but. I look at this team right now and I mean, if, if those, you know, if a DeBrus gets going and some of these other young wingers can continue, uh, to get going here, you want to, you put your focus up the middle and also on defense. And I say that just based on the first half here where they were without a key center in Patrice Bergeron. They were without a lot of key defensemen and Anil Char, Kevin, Kevin Miller, uh, Charlie McAvoy. You can never have, I mean, the old adage is you can never have too many defensemen, and I believe 100% in that. I don't understand people who just think you're going to be fine not having, like, nine defensemen that you can count on as you head into the playoffs. I mean, time and time again, it's been proven that that's huge to have that depth. So you wonder, everyone's kind of studied and focused on all the wingers, and maybe Don Sweeney looks the other way and grabs a center and defenseman. What do you think? Well, I'll tell you what, that's, uh, it's funny that you say that because, you know, I was listening today when I was in the car for a brief, uh, period of time and, and it seemed to be trade talk, which has been since the summer around, uh, uh, Tory Krug and, and I don't understand that. That guy has become a bargain at the 5.5 million they're paying him and the league has changed. So, you know, you're not talking about a lot of David Backus's in front of the net that are, you know, you got to move out of the way. Uh, well, I agree with you. I don't know who, who would you say is the center that they would their target. Um, you know, I, I don't know who's available right now, but I mean, there's going to be guys, I'm sure as we get, you know, the deadline starts to approach there in late February. I'm sure. I mean, I, I'll tell you, man, from talking to scouts and some, you know, management from different teams, I never heard this much chatter as we headed into that holiday freeze. I mean, it was insane. And I thought for sure some kind of big deal was going to go down. And I won't be the least bit surprised if when they lift it tomorrow in the next week or so, something big happens. I'm not saying that's necessarily with the Bruins, but just looking league-wide. And so based on that, I feel like we're going to start to hear a lot more names because I think that that chatter is just going to get even higher, you know, as we go into January here. So, no, I haven't really looked at it, but, <laughs> excuse me, if I'm looking for a defenseman, I would look uh maybe to Carolina or Anaheim. Um, I think they've got some D-men that, that could really help the Bruins, maybe even Minnesota. Um, but Minnesota might be looking for a D-man as well, considering some of the injuries they have now. I think Dumba's out for a while. So uh, you have to poke around. I haven't really done my research. But I just think, you know, I look at that 
every Stanley Cup team, not just the 2011 team, Kevin. It's like all those teams are deep right up the middle. Goalie, defense, center. Wingers come a dime a dozen. I, I, I just don't believe in putting all my eggs in one basket with a winger. And I know everybody wants Panarin. I'm, uh, you know, I know people like Tarasenko. I think they'd be great additions, but is it worth what you're going to have to give up? And, and do you really need that right now? You mentioned Tory Krug. And I don't think anyone wants to trade Tory Krug, Kev. I don't think it's a matter that the Bruins want to do it. It's that they might need to do it. And if you look at the guys they have to sign, it's all about that. It's all about these RFAs coming up in their second contracts. It, it has nothing to do with, you know, it being a bad reflection on Tory. The thing is, is he's the most marketable guy they have. And you would think he's probably going to walk when he hits free agency uh, two summers from now. So you're not going to be able to, so I, you know? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you as far as uh, he's going to, he's definitely going to be overpaid. And that's the, uh, you know, that's the rub of the salary cap system. Exactly. I think a lot like, yeah, you, you've got to be, you got to harvest these guys and take them for the, you know, the three years you have them under control. And then, you know, you, you're going to have to make tough choices. And, but, uh, you know, I'm a little disappointed with uh, guys like uh, uh, Dr. Carlson that I thought was going to be better at this point. Uh, I love Achari. Um, he is a guy that that fourth line right now is probably as good as any fourth line, as good as the fourth line in 2011. I'd say that. Uh, Just from what they bring to this game, not necessarily what the fourth line brought to the game it was in 2011. Yeah. You, you got to have the speed. You got to have the checking. You got you got to have the defensive ability. They've played against top lines late in a uh, late in game. Look at Game Seven so, against the Canucks. That fourth line in right. 2011. You know, I mean, I, I don't care what anyone says. Hey, look, I, I'm not saying that analytics aren't valuable, and you know, I, I get it. I think there should be a good mix of both. But let's face it, nobody was going to judge based on analytics that Thornton and Campbell and Paye were going to play a pivotal role in the Bruins winning the cup, right? Right. He was, uh, what did he do? He sat out, I think, with the first two games of the series. So, yeah. um, you know, uh, Thornton helped change that around. And the game has changed. I think size is important. That's why I think it's uh, important that you get, you know, uh, God bless Kevin Miller. He can, uh, you know, say 40 Hail Marys before he uh, heads out on the ice. The guy always seems to have some uh, sort of injury, but you know, if, I don't know if you saw the clip the other night with, um, with, um, uh, sure, the former Bruins defenseman out in front of the net, uh, on the Islanders. Uh, oh, um, boy check? Yeah, yeah, this is good radio, isn't it? Um, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> but, you know, his, his goaltender gets run and he stands up. And that's something that Miller can do for you. It's, uh, you know, size is still important. But you know, that brings me back to something that I, I saw you tweet earlier. I mean, are you really a Lucic guy? Would you like to see him come back? I'm not, I'm not per se a Lucic guy. I don't think he's going to be the, uh, the big solution here. But if you're trading back is for Lucic and it's even money, let a rip. I mean, it, it'll be good for both players, I think. I know Bacchus is, uh, you know, and I, that was a few weeks ago when I tweeted that, but like Bacchus has really played well lately. So I don't know if it would ever happen now, but. I mean, at that time, it was just like, all right, both guys kind of need a change of scenery. I know that Lucci's has got two more years on it, but, you know, if Edmonton picked up some of the money, who knows? But, I mean, like I said, back, it's not just him. I mean, Lucic as well is, I, I think, has really found a home on their third line. And he's, you know, he's not 
per se your $7 million guy, but he's at least playing an important role, kind of like the role we discussed about that Merlot line uh, back in 2008. He's starting to play a real important role with that team, and the team loves him, so who knows? It depends on what happens with the Oilers in the next month. But, you know, a guy I would go after, Kev, if you want that big winger like that, is Michael Furlan in Carolina. And I know that the Carolina Hurricanes are listening right now and offers for him because they don't plan on signing him over the summer when he's an unrestricted free agent. With the season he's having, he could hit some pay dirt here. So, you know, you'd have to weigh what the return is because if you trade for him, it could very well be a rental. But I think he'd be a great fit in Boston, and he's a lot younger, a lot faster than Lucic. No, I agree with you on that. Now, I do think that they're, uh, the depth, if I was Don Sweeney right now, I'd probably sit back and say, let me see what my team healthy actually looks like. Uh, we haven't seen that. I certainly don't think that they're deep enough, uh, even healthy going into the playoffs to do much more than they did last year. But, uh, you know, we see, uh, there was such a panic around here, and that's what I love about, you know, Cassidy, is that he just kind of kept them level. Sure, they didn't play uh, pretty hockey for a while, but uh, they kept their head above water, and that's all that matters. Uh, you know, they, they finished second in the league in points last year, third in the league in points, and they got bounced four games to one in the second round of the playoffs. So right. I, don't, I don't put as much stock in what happens in the regular season. But I, I definitely think they're going to have to make a move that upgrades. They need deeper offense. It's yeah. just uh, it, it's got to come. So yeah, I'm with well, you. Like, like I said, yeah, like I said, I'd, I'd sit back, I'd look at the new line combinations. Although Cassidy did, you know, go back to having uh, Bergeron between Marchand and uh, Pastrnak at the end of that game. So. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens, but I definitely think they need to improve. But I, I'm so impressed by the, uh, you know, the character and the fight that uh, Cassidy has instilled in them. And, and they're a fun team to watch. And what more could you ask for as a hockey fan? Yep. I'm with you, my friend. It should be very interesting. Listen, where can our listeners find your work uh, going forward here? Uh, it's at uh, bostonsportsdesk.com. Uh, we are uh, – we're uh, – Pretty much, I'm a uh, Bruins and Red Sox guy, but we uh, we cover all the New England sports, so it's BostonSportsDesk.com, and I appreciate you having me. Awesome stuff, man! I appreciate you coming on, and happy holidays, and definitely uh, keep me informed with everything for your friend. There, we'll try to help if we can. All right. You got it, Murph. Thanks for the time. All right, that's Kevin Flanagan joining me here on Boston Sports Desk. This is our last episode of 2019. So we want to wish everybody a happy new year. And thanks so much for helping us get Bruins beat to where it is here on CLNS Media. And we look to have an even greater year in 2019. Happy new year, everyone. We'll talk to you next week.